Harnessing the ether in athletic spirituality, an interview with Tadaki Sun. Explore Tadaki's empowering journey from surviving a traumatic brain injury to qualifying for the Boston Marathon. Gain insights into his distinctive healing approach where he seamlessly blends physical health and athletic spirituality, tapping into the ether for strength and resilience. Learn how he transformed adversity into an opportunity for profound self-discovery and spiritual growth. Tune in to understand his perspectives on running metamorphosis and successful brain recovery through the power of ether. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Let me share with you a little bit about the guests that we have today. Tadaki's son is a Chinese-Japanese immigrant to Canada who embarked on a self-discovery and healing journey after a traumatic brain injury from a bike accident. Rejecting traditional recovery paths due to limited traumatic brain injury research, he took his healings into his own hands. His efforts paid off when he qualified for the Boston Marathon two years post-accident and now represents Canada in a global aquathlons. I hope I said that right. Tadaki strives to inspire others to reclaim energy and create their desired lifestyles. I am so pleased to welcome to the stage today, Mr. Tadaki Sun. Hi, Tadaki. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, it's fabulous to have you here. I am so excited to share your journey of transformation. You have such an inspiring story, and I'm excited to share that with the audience. So let's start by sharing a little bit about you. Let's share with the audience who you are. So, yeah, it was back in university. I just graduated. I just felt like, you know, I had the freedom to do what I wanted to do. And after I started working for a company, I did more than the job description to make people happy, my manager happy, and I was starting to lose myself. In that moment, I had like eczemas on my skin. I was feeling really stressed, so I really needed to have a vacation for myself. And so this was, yeah, it was in Mexico. I decided to travel and take a time off. And while I was relaxing there, I was just visualizing myself. Like, what do I really want to do? Like, why am I still working for other people? Why am I being the good boy? I just want to do something I like to do. But because I grew up in Japan, in a Chinese family, I felt like there's this invisible box that I had around me. It's like, this is 
the definition of success. You have to be this way, you have to be successful. And I'm like, I didn't really know what I love to do. And so I kind of turned that around and say, what if I do what I don't like to do, what I hate, and see if I can um, find something I like from that. And so running was something that I actually didn't like to do. Um, it was, yeah, it was something that like, I thought I found like boring, repetitive. It's not fun because you're kind of doing the same movements all the time. So I was like, okay, I, I'm going to try this out and see where that goes. And so this is where like my life started, just trying things and see if I can transmute the things that I don't like into something that I do like. That's a great concept. I haven't thought of that. And I really like that that you went there. You know, it's interesting, Tadaki, and I and I'm 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 sure that you're well aware of this now. You've gone through this spiritual journey, but they say that the things that we're afraid of are the things that we really should move towards. And it sounds to me like, you know, you could, you could transfer that into things that we, we don't really care for either. You know, oftentimes this day and age, there's a lot of talk about really, you know, creating boundaries and staying away from the things that don't serve you and the people that don't serve you, et cetera. But maybe there's a sense of growth in that. Totally, totally. I, I felt like because you're facing your fears, you get to understand what your fears actually are. Mm. And yeah, I, I guess in my journey, I was feeling fearful of running. Like my first race, I was actually like, you know, I'm going to do the treadmills. And my first race, I actually started training on the treadmill the week before the race. Like that's how much I was resisting. But then once I pushed it and I ran the race, it was like, oh my god like all the people are there the music this is what i want like i i didn't even think about the outcome the specific mm. result that people like to compare i was more like wow i want to be in this environment more often mm. and my first 10k was under an hour and that's pretty like fast compared to the average and i was like oh if i'm in the zone if i'm playful like results just follow i i never needed to fall, like focus on the result and that was kind of the joy that came out from my first run oh well so i i'm hearing a lot from this because you're describing a scene of there's many people around there's music and and those things really start rising our energy and our vibrations and and it becomes really uh, almost addictive right it's like we crave that as human beings where we want to be around other people where where people are cheering each other on and and there's many of us doing so and then there's music to go along with that and i like to say that music is the bridge to the soul cuz it it just really rises us up is that sort of the experience that you had yes very like I'm very like my mother when she when I was still in her room she took me to different concerts to um, get me really engaged and like have the love of the music and every time she takes me to a concert she was like oh you were kicking my stomach and I was like all oh, right like I, I definitely was 
moved by music. And so like now every time it goes to before races, I will listen to my favorite song, my rock song, and I'm like really hype my energy up. And that kind of brings my essence, my energy um, instead of like comparing with others and yeah, going for outcome as, as I say multiple times here. Yeah. Tadaki, is this the, this is after you had the traumatic brain injury, is that correct? This was actually before I, I was, I had the traumatic brain injury. Okay. That was like my first 10 K. Um, and then I, I got really excited. I actually run another 10 K two weeks after followed by a half marathon two weeks after that, I, I got into the habit. Um, and then, but then after I ran the half marathon, it was a, it was a 30 degrees Celsius <laughs> um, temperature. Like I got muscle cramps and I, I got my first injury mm. and I had to go through rehab. And it was like, this is not fun. Like I was, I signed <laughs> up for running around and like doing a lot of movement, but now I'm back to like healing. And so that took for six months. It was like a six month journey of rehab. And finally I got back, but then there's, the optimistic me who's like i want to run a marathon i went from a 10k to a half and now i want to run a marathon so i spent the first four months training for a marathon with a, a running group but then obviously like <clears throat> i've been injured i've been taking a lot of off time so i was only able to run like twice a week and the rest was pretty much yoga and trying to get my fitness back um and yeah so because of the the training method that didn't really work for me like following other people's path um it was it was hard for me to stick to get that marathon fitness mm. and so i when i finished my first marathon i was like i need another way to do this how can i do this like because i'm running like if i'm dedicating my time into doing what i don't like my philosophy is like might as well go for the best of the best and when i when i was thinking about it boston marathon was the best of the best because mm -hmm. you have to have a fast time and then you get compared um to get the they only take the top of the top runners so i was like yeah. that is my goal i need some kind of a shortcut to get there and so i was exploring trail runs i was exploring uh, exploring triathlons like seeing where I was like, how can I get my fitness? And then while I was training for a triathlon, it was the bike accident happened. And so oh, that's man. where, um, yeah, suddenly I had to recover for more than two years, which wow. my doctor explained, um, because I had a traumatic brain injury with a hemorrhage in my brain. Um, oh. I was half covered in blood when I woke up, which is pretty scary. Um, I yeah. was nose bleeding nonstop. It was pretty brutal, but yeah. So after that, when the, the um, the doctor comes in and explains that, you, you know, you have to stay home, take as much painkillers as needed. I was like, I, something needs to change. And so I said, I'm not doing that as a kid. I, I couldn't sit still. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this my own way. And yeah, that's where my story starts. Oh my gosh, I love this. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things that are coming out of this, Tadaki. Yeah. I hear that, you know, 
you were trying to find shortcuts. And isn't that what we all do sometimes, you know, where we just want to get there now. We want to be there. We want to be prepared. We want to know everything right now. And so you're, de you're describing that I want to be at the Boston Marathon. I want to be ready. I want to be fit for that. And I was looking for shortcuts along the way. And then an accident happens and you're set back for two years. Absolutely amazing. And oftentimes life just likes to throw us those ones, doesn't it? So, and I also hear, you know, what I, what I love about your story when you're hearing things from doctors and you're taking or prescribed uh, pain pills, medication, because this is a extensive healing process and it is very, very painful. You're listening to your inner self, your true self, where you're like, I know about myself that I don't like to sit still and pain medications aren't really the direction that I want to go. And because I know that about myself, I want to, I want to look at things differently. I want to find a different way. And I think that that's really profound and worth sharing here because, you know, so my, so many of us don't listen to you know, ourselves or our true selves or sit with ourselves long enough to really listen and know ourselves well enough to even consider that there are different options or that something might not work for us as well as it may work for others. Yes, yes. To me, what's coming up right now is as a child, I had a lot of prescriptions as a kid, like with my eczema and um, I had asthma as a kid. It was a lot of medications and I felt like I was really not feeling my body. And I think me moving, running around was an expression of like, hey, I need someone to help me. I have all this inflammation build up in my body. Please, someone like look at me, like recognize me. I need help. And so, yeah, like it was, I, I guess that was the first thought that came up um, with my conversation with my doctor. I was like, I, I need to, I need to figure out myself. And I think what helped was me being brought up in Japan. Like I had this expectations that like doctors will really check from my head to toe and see what happened. Um, the hospital I was at, it was specified, they they specialize in um, brain injuries. And it was nice that they had a scan of my brain. But then I also noticed that, hey, my hand's not moving well. It was swollen. Um, I couldn't breathe properly. I had very low energy. Mm. And later to find out that, oh, I had, a, yeah, I had a sprain in my arm uh, there's like a fracture in my ribs a little bit in my head i was like wow like that was the cause and i was like i need someone to help me understand this um but back then it was like oh there's nothing wrong with it but two two years later when i fully recovered and came back they're like oh by the way there was a fracture and i'm like right i was telling you like my body knows like i needed i needed this help so wow yeah, well body. yeah yeah i mean the way that you describe this tadaki is is really incredible because you you said 
I feel all this inflammation and I, I didn't feel heard. I just want to be seen and heard because I feel this and you're not recognizing it. And two years later, <laughs> like, by the way, you had a sprain. That's, you know, that's really an incredible testimony. And the way that you described that, I think, is really powerful and something that we can take with us to reflect on, you know, when we have those times in life where we do have the inflammation or we're hurting or we've had injury of some capacity. Yeah, um, I think my positive mindset <laughs> helped in this situation. Um, for me, it was like, okay, if people don't really know if there's not much research on understanding how brain injury works or how to heal it, how, mm. um, how the fractures are healed, I was like, might as well take it my own path and try to see where that goes. And so I, I was really fortunate with finding a lot of therapists to kind of help me figure out like my different uh, body parts. So I had a massage therapist who, who was a runner and he was the one who saw me before the accident. So I, I first went back to him and then he introduced me to uh, a chiropractor. So now muscular to the bone and then now an osteopath, which looks at like the, the soft muscle, soft tissues in your body, your nervous system. Um, and then I saw a naturopath looking at like my health, what I'm eating, consuming. Um, I also had occupational therapists who helped me with executive functions who kind of figure out like if I can hear, if I can, if I, my eyesight, because with a traumatic brain injury, I had, uh, I was sensitive to light. I was sensitive to sound, um, everything I was really sensitive to. So I was fortunate enough now that I have all these team of therapists and me being a bit talkative um i kind of communicated hey this person told me this um i'm looking at the muscles and in order to do the cracks in the cairo you have to first soften your muscles so like pretty much i i communicated mm. well with different therapists that i was introduced to um and that kind of got me into understanding my body way better and yeah, yeah being well, honest too you know, what I think is fascinating and I, and I love, although it's not fun, the journey, right? Where life takes us, the things that are really hard, but what I really appreciate about them and I think is fascinating and beautiful is you're describing that you were so sensitive to light and sounds, but what does that force the body to do? Our lives were never the same after we learned our 21-year-old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? Clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast, and my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved.
it forces us to to start feeling in other ways, to start concentrating on different things within the body and to really start going within instead of, you know, living with the external world that we're so used to living in, you know, we, we start to, to perceive things a little differently. Totally. Totally. Yes. I, I think I learned a lot from my acupuncturist um, in the beginning because I was really damaged. So I was pretty much sleeping and kind of really resting and recovering from it. Um, but I, I continue the practice right after, even afterwards. And now that like, I feel like I'm direct now, I'm directing the therapist that, hey, like this needle you put here, I just had this feeling in this part of my body. Can you put the attention on that? And then we kind of work around with my body. And oftentimes now my therapist says that I wish all the clients were like you who were proactive in healing themselves and feeling their body so that we can really assist and support in the healing journey. Because oftentimes I hear that like you can have a knee knee problem, your knee's in pain and you go and like, hey, fix my knee. Yes, you can work on the knee, but then maybe the root cause must be maybe somewhere else. And then it can be like perhaps the lo lower back. So if you know what the root cause is, you can really heal that part and so i i feel like i was able to heal really really fast um considering the fact that i have a, a severe accident in yeah. a very shorter time span because i was fixing the root cause instead of like kind of beating around the bush and trying to figure out what's going on and um taking time there wow absolutely and it got you back on the track a lot faster than you anticipated, or if you were told that you never would again, that's a possibility too. But you continued to move forward and you did get back on the trails and the tracks, right? So now you, you have this incredible mentality and a different perspective on how to show up when it comes to athleticism. So let's talk about that a little bit. What do you feel is different now that you've gone through that experience and how you view being an athlete? Yes. Oh, as a kid, like, I guess when you're in that feminine energy, you just want to express you every time, every recess or playtime is like when you just go full out and like, yeah, that's, that's the mindset you have. And so like, for me, like, because I'm having fun, People are like, whoa, you're sweating a lot and you're moving a lot. But like, I wasn't tired. I was like, like if I'm playing a basketball game, like I'm like going around the court and it's so hard to follow me. So coming from that mindset, like I'm like, I need to push, I need to run. But then from after getting the accident, you realize, oh, like your body needs the time to rest as well. Like, Prior to um, me, well, prior to this big accident, I was injuring multiple times because I'm pushing myself all the time and I wasn't able to consistently run like a routine. Like I said, I, I would injure for six months, come back, and then now I recovered again. This, this bike accident got me to heal for another more than a year. Um, so I'm kind of on and off. So when people ask me, like, are you, are you a runner? I'm like, I don't know if I should call myself a runner, but 
with this accident, I, I actually had a fun hypothesis here. This is like with my massage therapist. We were like, you know, if I jog very, very slowly, the blood usually flows down to your feet. So I was like, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to just walk, start walking and at an earlier time, watching my, my head just to see if it gets stressed out. I started walking slowly and that became like a, a little faster, fast walking to like hops, to jogs. And that was really mindful practice for me. Like I've never even thought about it that because obviously we're in a world where we're like, okay, what time you're going to run? What pace are you going to run? We're all competing. But because I didn't have that any expectation due to my, my condition, I was like, how, how, how much does my mind allow me to move today? I was mm. very, that, that practice got me to well i'm gonna go back to the shortcut that was my shortcut <laughs> like um this is the actual shortcut you, you, yeah. there's no shortcut in like not practicing well but if you're being mindful of how your body moves mm. yeah like it, it, you naturally create a shortcut to to like stacking up and kind of Slow. being a better athlete yeah slow yeah. is smooth and smooth is fast is what my husband has always said to me. And there is something really beautiful about that and really uh, pertinent because it, it is something that we need to really be intentional with and the flow and the ease, which becomes a flow state, right? Eventually, because we're doing that work. And, you know, Tadaki, it reminds me a little bit your story of David Goggins work. And in his story, he talks about how he pushed himself so, so hard, as we all know how hard he pushed himself. And then he said, I realized uh, with the immense amount of injury that I was causing to my body that I needed to slow down. And he talks specifically about the importance of stretching and, and making sure that the body is, is well stretched on a regular basis to, to avoid those potential injuries. But it's the same thing where once we learn to kind of be slower, be more intentional, do the stretching, do those extra pieces in order to take care of the physical body, it definitely gives us more uh, success in the future and enables us to continue moving forward for a much longer time period. I, I totally relate with that. The stretching. I, I read David Goggins' book as well. It's really um, inspiring. Um, yeah, I think I, I need to share this. Like, not many people know. Like, because I qualify for Boston, they're like, "Oh, how, how long do you run?" I actually don't run as much as people think. Um, I heard like the people I was running with is running like hundred kilometer weeks plus. Yeah, more than that. I didn't have that fitness to do that. I think I was running from like fifty to seventy max in the peak state, but. Not many people know that, like, I actually spend more hours doing yoga <laughs> um, because on top of all the therapists I met, um, my meditation teacher, she had, uh, she also had concussions. So, like, she was, um, 
she referred me to an osteopath. And so that's why I, was, I, I had different people who were specialized in healing concussions to heal me. But anyways, um, there is all that yin yoga, restorative yoga, and activating the different muscle groups that we normally don't access um, to, to really get that flexibility and movement in your body. And to this date, just because I've qualified for Boston and understand how the process goes, I, re I, I personally believe that if I only stuck with running, you're only training your running muscles. And then for me, by doing a different yoga, Pilates and different movements, I was like, maybe that's why I can endure more. Like, because what if one muscle group gets tired, then you have other muscle groups to help. So I felt like I was supported within my body, not just the, the crowd who's supporting me. I, I really appreciate all the people who supported me, but within the body, you have all these different muscle groups and like your, yeah, your, your mindset and th this is actually <laughs> this picture i love this picture this is kind of a representation of my friends kind of asking like tataki you're always photogenic <laughs> when you're when like when there's a race photo and i'm like yeah i actually it, when i'm in the zone not only i feel the breath of my colors even within myself I can see the environment, the music. And as I said in the beginning, I'm really enjoying the music. And so when I see a cameraman, I just naturally give a pose to see that like, I'm having fun here. I'm not suffering. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like kind of where I'm at. So I love this photo. <laughs> I do too. And and you're right. There's there's so much to be said about that, that the, the energy is definitely shining through. You know, you're really showing your full expression of how much you enjoy doing what you're doing. And Tadaki, I love that you also shared that you, you concentrate so much more on the yoga and, and really making sure that your body is well in tune and in alignment when you, you go out to do and perform in other capacities. And so I think that is a really great highlight that you have there. Yes, yes. Not many people do, but I even like stretch the fingers and like very small parts, but it all adds up to the big movements you're going to have. And so like just focusing on the small details and I think that will, that gives me the flexibility to be open and try different movements and be flexible um, yeah. when I'm racing. Yeah. Well, Tadaki, that said, what are some of the other things that have really made you the incredible athlete that you are today? What are some of the practices that you uh, entail for each day? Each day? Oh, this changes from different races. Like I have a different uh, sports that I want to learn to get the qualities out of it. So while I was recovering, I this not many people know this is just pure my curiosity of learning. Um, so because I had a bike accident, I, I wanted to kind of get over that trauma as well. So one, one of the certificates I have is I have a spin in, instructor certificate. And this is very interesting, like, because spin spinning requires you to be on a stationary bike and 
like I don't need to worry about injuries. But what I t- took from that course was that how they listen to, they take different music and look at different beats. And then based off of the different beats, they, they, they will change the workouts, like a fast pace. They will have like a more fast paced workout. And then the slower pace, you can do the heavy lifting in, in during the spinning class. And I kind of took that into learning my, my rhythm, like the beat of my heart. Hmm. which now now many people use their smartwatches to figure that out. I'm trying to use a smartwatch as a guide to understand and then bring that to myself so that I become like the technology to understand, okay, this is what my body wants. That was one thing. And then I have another, I have a TRX certificate. TRX is this band that kind of hangs. Mm-hmm. And then you're using your core body, core strength to kind of do the balance. And so like, I have all the energy kind of focused into the core rather than the different body parts. So these are like secret certificates I got during <laughs> while I was recovering. Um, I, I like to kind of um, have more variety in my workouts to have fun. So like not just focusing on running and only doing running, but like how can I incorporate different exercises so that like my running becomes really holistic, I guess, like, have a full um, feeling of my body parts so yeah like I like to explore different oh (laughs) so yeah so now I have expanded it to swimming Um, so I'll start swimming aquathons or swim run event I swim for a kilometer outdoors and then and then I would uh, run five kilometers after that this was uh, this May uh, in Ibiza Spain I represented Canada for the first time um, swimming was something that was really beneficial um, because when I did qualify um, for Boston, one month, not many people know, but one month before I actually injured myself, there was that little bit of the ego within me that's like, oh, I need that extra um, hill workout to do because like, I don't know if I could really get there. Like I'm doing way less work um, than other runners. I don't know if I can get there. So I actually had a minor injury, but then it, it was really like a minor pull. So during that time, I actually was, I trusted that all the fitness I've done up to now was, was good enough for me to get there. I was in the pool. I was doing aqua jogging instead to, to move my body and keep that fitness level. And then after doing the aqua jogging, I realized, wait, yeah, being in the water is actually very, very nice to your body. Like all the tense spots in my body. I just need to walk and just see where it's tense and just release that. And so I kind of swimming is now, yeah, swimming was, swimming is a bit interesting because I also had, um, I almost drowned when I was a kid. So I, I had a fear of swimming oh, wow. as well. So this is like, okay, I'm good. This is another thing I want to disapprove. Like, by swimming and trusting the waters, I wanted mm. to kind of be open um, yeah. and aligned as well. So that that's what I'm getting from swimming as well. Tadagi, you have really branched out into this incredible athlete in so many different areas to really 
you know, utilize your body in a lot of different ways and kind of see how it performs and what environments and, and you're right. Swimming is very beneficial on our, our bodies and the muscles and the bones. It's a lot easier and, and nice to us. Right. And so I think that that's incredible. And so I'll bring that back into the stage here, this picture. I think that it's really great and fascinating that you've branched yourself out so much. And, you know, uh, tell us about this photo, because this is, this is incredible. Yeah. I mean, my story up to this championship is a bit interesting too, because one week before this race, I actually had someone bump into me when I was swimming, um, exact same spot as my bike accident. I, I went into traumatic shock and I was like, my body didn't move for a bit. And I was like, even race. <laughs> but then like, I, I knew that I wanted to be here. Like, um, this is a little bit spiritual part of me in 2020 when I was envisioning being in this world championship, I was like, I'm gonna, I, I, I want to be there. Like I, I was getting signs of Ibiza and I was like, where's Ibiza? What's Ibiza? And then like, now I'm, I'm, I competed at Ibiza now it's like, oh, this was this, it was my, my dreams were pointing to be here. Like I have to be here. Like, I don't want to make any excuses. And yeah, like I was, I was really drained. I was, I was tired and everything. It was so, I, I don't know if I was able to even compete. But then when I came here, this was the opening ceremony. Like this kind of was the fuel for me. Like I was here, I was meeting other people who trained hard like me. Everyone has their story so we can share with that. And then I was always international. Like um, I went to an international school from kindergarten. And then when I moved to Canada for university, Canada, Vancouver is a bit international country. Like I've always liked the different cultures. And so this, this whole welcome parade and I'm, yeah, I, I've already exchanged uniform with Team Mexico. I really love this shirt because it has like a sun in the middle and sun is my last name. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, um, it kind of gave me that energy and yeah. power back in, in order to compete. So, That's incredible. I, I mean, Tadaki, you're really talking about how this is, you know, you, you envision this in this specific location and that's really you tapping into the ether. Yes. I'm yes, uh, just, I, I, I record my dreams every day. So like these, every small sign I pick up and another small detail I can add up when I did wake up and then I had a spam message from a random blog post from Ibiza. I was like, I have to go there. <laughs> so like I, I, every time in my life, I would always look for small signs and patterns that I feel like maybe this is the, the small, it's like, it's like some guidance that is telling me to go in a certain direction. So for me, like I've never doubted that, like I trusted this. And so I feel like I was able to create a lot of miracles in my life, like qualifying for Boston after traumatic brain injury and um, this whole um, training up to the world championships in Ibiza. I had to go at a deeper level working on my spine and healing, but all that healing 
still got me to where I am today. And uh, yeah, I, I wasn't able to train that hard, but it still got me here just because I trusted and everything mm -hmm. worked in divine timing. And so I just say once, I just want to tell people that once you really trust in that goal or this vision that you have, like everything just is happening for you. And it's just, yeah, it just works out perfectly. So I don't want people to doubt once you decide this is what you want to do. So, yeah. I like that you say it works out perfectly. And so you have, this is very much at the forefront of what you are shouting out to the world, what you're creating. And this is where your, your business venture has gone and is taking you in really sharing that. And so when we talk about uh, Ether Athletics, and I want to make sure that everyone knows about that business. So you can visit Tadaki's website at www.etherathletics.com. And so when we talk about that, what does this mean to you? And why is it so important for people to have this information and understanding when it comes to athletics? Ether athletes is something that uh, it originally came from me being like trying to be an elite athlete. Like, how can I be like them? But you don't really have that much details, especially in Japan. Um, you see a lot of athletes doing, having great results, but you're like, what are they actually doing? So it came from me trying to kind of train like an elite athlete myself. But then I realized that the things that I am curious about and incorporating in my training is very, very different from the typical traditional way of training. So I was calling myself like, oh, it's kind of like an ethereal athlete. And I was thinking like, who else is like this? And because so far I haven't found anyone like me, that's why I'm just like, you know, I'm going to put this out there. I, I want to create a community of ether athletes so that I, I can feel like we can um, grow together. And right now, based off of the two big, uh, the Boston Marathon and the World um, Multisport Championships that I've done, to me, I found a pattern where probably unconsciously, I kind of brought in all the elements. Um, and by that, I mean, fire, water, air, and earth. <clears throat> I feel like for the longest time, like my running, I've always seen it as a fire where I can really express my, my willpower and energy. And then incorporating now swimming, I was like, okay, this is where I cool down and now really trust myself. And then yoga becomes really the, the grounding part as well. But yoga is very special and unique, I feel like, because you can also use like the gravity to kind of um, put yourself into uh, uh, different positions and even like hold the positions. I think that really trains the mind. So I bring that air element. So I just noticed that I always had this different element of energy within me. And if you have that, then you can kind of bring that all the way up to the ethers and try new ways just based off, off of creativity. Because when I was uh, training for Boston, it was more like, 
You know, I never heard of anyone who had a traumatic brain injury who's going to go for Boston. Like, I'm going to be the first one. It's like that, that was like kind of my motivation. And then this world championships, it was like, oh, like, because I have that Chinese and Japanese culture and like, now I've been living in Canada. I'm like, how can I merge all these three? Like, I want to show up as like my full self. And now with a Japanese first name, Chinese last name, and a Canadian wetsuit, now I represented myself. And that was kind of the vision I had. And so you can create, you can make your vision into the material world by being an ether athlete is where I'm kind of seeing this. <laughs> I love it. I think it is incredible. And, you know, I, I appreciate so much because I never thought about that. Really, the the different things, the different sports that you can do, the and, you know, going into the the symbolism of that, where you've got earth, wind, fire, and you, you have water, of course, being swimming where you're cooling down and the fire that burns within us when we're running on the ground. And then of course, grounding and then the earthing process of when we are, are doing yoga. And I think that those are such incredible concepts. I just love it. It tickled me pink when I was listening to mm -hmm. you. And so I think that that is a really great concept to be bringing to athleticism. Yes. Like, I, as I said, I want people to fully enjoy and express the fun and the joy in movement. And I believe that if you just focus on the workouts, the time, the results, then you're not putting your feeling into it. So by really recognizing where you feel that fire, water, air, earth within you, and then reminding yourself, feeling that, infusing that, bringing that into the movement you do. Yeah, like mm. every, every, every sport, every race just becomes so much fun because you have full senses. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to mm -hmm. encompass all of the elements. So, you know, and I, I want to be said too that this is not just for, you know, extreme athletes. This is for so many people because, Tadaki, your journey of being in this position where this wasn't supposed to be possible, where you have a traumatic brain injury, you just did it. And you did start to enjoy movement again in order to heal yourself and in turn did heal yourself, I would venture to say. Now, when we talk about having a, a well-rounded aspect of well-being, it has movement involved. And so what are the ways that we can really bring joy into that where we are expressing ourselves fully? Tadaki, you have an incredible, inspiring story. Thank you so much for sharing it on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience today? I just I need to say that you want to be calm. Learn, learn how to be still with yourself. Calm your mind and be with your emotions. Like, I actually cry every day <laughs> during my meditation because it's just... Every time I sit still, there's I let the part of me that wants to let go and just just release itself. And so I give attention. I don't judge. I just let that energy just be with me. And then every day I do that, let that energy go. 
and then I can feel like I can have more access to my emotions, my capacity, like physically, mentally, emotionally. So, yeah. Uh, oh, my family. <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah, like my family has been a bit of biggest support. Um, I think when I qualified for Boston, I actually was afraid of even sharing my parents because like that wasn't um, in within the the scope of success for them. Um, but for the World Multisport Championships, I told everyone they were all excited and I, I felt like I came to full closure to fully express myself in the race. So yeah, uh, this was like uh, my happy birthday <laughs> when I was back last year um yeah it was it was um it's always nice to see because my family uh they're in japan um there's not much time to see but still communicate on online and yeah hopefully we'll see each other again <laughs> but yeah they, they've been like my mental support so yeah yeah Daki, it has been fabulous to have you on the wellness driven life show Thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your incredible journey and all of the things that you're creating now. Thank you for having me here, allowing me to express. Thank you. My pleasure. And thank you so much for the audience. And I will say goodbye for now. We will see you next time. <laughs>